It is my pleasure to release the first episode of Conversations with Erica for the year 2021. Now, I thought it would be good to start this year off with another Ask Erica Part 2. This time I had Mr. Lloyd Pearson come on to ask me a couple questions. I want you all to know that I do not know these questions beforehand. So if you witness a lot of pausing, it's because I got a good question and the sister is pondering. Okay. Also with 2021, we know a lot of you all probably made New Year's resolutions um, for goals that you want to accomplish or how you would like to improve your life. But I want to say to you, every day is a new day. For you to do whatever it is that you want to do. Period. Time for a little bit of honorable mentions. During this episode, you heard a mention of my parents um, and the name Abbott. So first off, um, to my biological mother and my father alongside my godparents. Um, It is a blessing um, that God gifted me you. You are a huge part of who I am fundamentally and who I will become. So thank you. Also, you will hear the name Abbott. She was a part of um, the U.S. Air Force recruiting and I'm appreciative that she saw something in me that she deemed worth sharing. Um, So thank you. All right, welcome everyone. On today's um, episode, we're going to do a part two of Ask Erica. And today I have uh, Mr. Lloyd on. I met him through a friend as we did a podcast together when we went live. Um, So I'm going to pass the mic to you and let you introduce yourself. All right, my name is Lloyd Pearson. I am a serial entrepreneur. I'm really big on uh, empowerment of black people and, and you know and minorities uh i support uh helping people who want to start a business or are looking to improve their existing businesses um and it, pretty much everything in between i also started a uh television network to help people who are uh independent artists or independent content creators to kind of get their content seen um, without having to go through the mainstream uh, red tape and bottlenecks and all the things that kind of get in the way of you being able to get your messages out to the world. All right. Well, thank you for taking the time out to to come up here um, on this episode. Um, I'm excited because I heard you, you told me you did some research, so I don't know what kind of questions you got, but I'm ready. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I, was, I feel like since I'm doing an interview, I'm asking you questions. I'm like, well, let's do some homework. I didn't want to like come in the situation unprepared. I like to be prepared as possible. So yeah, I, it was it wasn't like super in depth research. Just a Google search. You know, I looked at the Instagram. Had a couple Instagram stories. So I'm like, okay, I can work with those. So you want to be ready to get started? I'm ready. All right, all right. So first question is. I was looking at a few of your TikTok videos on Instagram, and I noticed that you had a few where you were lip syncing with audio oh clips gosh. from Clara Huxtable on the Cosby mm-hmm. Show. Mm-hmm. Is her character one that has impacted you in some way or, or form growing up? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, I love how she was 
calm, but yet powerful at the same time. You know how she speaks uh, with grace, but yet with such power. Um, how she articulated herself in certain scenarios. Um, she didn't have to be loud or boisterous, but she still commanded respect when she spoke. Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, she she was definitely a, a great image. Um, I, mean, I I definitely felt like that was a great show. Um, pretty much most of us do who grew up watching that show. Just unfortunate, a lot of things that occurred since you know the show was airing. But we'll right. move on with the questions. Um. It appears that you were involved in a fitness competition of some sort. Uh, What got you involved in that? What did you gain from that experience? So, um, you know, one day, you know, because I like to work out, but my body never looked like I thought it should look as far as how much working out I was doing. So I was like, well, let me get more structure. Let me pick someone. Um, this was in 2016, Massey Arias. I just Googled fitness people and I saw that she competed and I started doing more research on it. And they said, it, if you're unsure or not as knowledgeable about fitness, this is good because you have a coach who tells you exactly what to eat, exactly what you should work out, how to work out. And I thought it would be a good um, start into that. And um, it was. What did I get from that? Um, the first show that I did, I got first place. And as I looked to my left and right, I really didn't think I should have got it first place. I didn't think that my body was where the other ladies' bodies were. So that competition, even though I got first place, let me know that that sport is very subjective, very subjective. And, uh, and a lot of ladies, um, you know, the diet is very strict. They they put a lot of money and time into getting on stage and having someone tell them if they're good enough or if they're great or not. Um, so for me, what I learned from that is uh, I got what I came to get out of that. That was to see if I can make my body change into to a goal. It wasn't necessarily for me to be validated by someone else. Of course, it feels great to win something. But that made me realize that, wow, this is very subjective because if I was a judge, I wouldn't have picked me. So, Got you. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was interested. I was watching it. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, you was like super ripped too. Like like a bodybuilder. I was like, okay. And then I saw the <laughs> video. You were like lifting like 500 pounds. Oh, no, no, no. I think that was the... Well, the 500 pound club, I like squatted and deadlift like a total of like 500 pounds. Yeah, that was amazing. I mean, especially when you look at your frame, like, I was like, the hell? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh-huh. yeah. I can't so, do that today. Uh, still, still um, one more question from my Instagram research. Um, I noticed that you dance. Uh have you ever taken like dance classes or, you know, been involved in something, some type of dance group or whatever? Because you, you appear like you have very polished dance moves as if like it came with some form of training or teaching or structure. Yeah. So um, I remember I was going to have a temporary station in San Antonio for six months. And so I spent a lot of time by myself doing random stuff. So I was like, let me. I'm going to be here for six months. Let me take salsa lessons. 
This was like 2011. Um, so I, I took salsa lessons for the months that I was there. Um, I went out and danced and wherever I go, I try to whatever city or country I go to, I try to dance because it's different in different parts of the world. Um, so I did that. And then also uh, one day I saw like a Groupon for ballroom dancing. So I was like, well, let me just go to this class and see how it is. Um, so, yeah, I usually find myself doing random things, um, but I actually really enjoy um, salsa dancing. So, yeah, thank thank you if you think I look polished. It did. I mean, it appeared to me like you were someone who spent some time actually uh, being trained in a particular forms of dance. That's that's the way it looked to me. Not that I'm an expert on it. Um, in preparation for this podcast, I Googled you and I came across an interview that you did for Bustle.com. Was that your first time doing an interview for a publication? Uh, it's, it's more parts to it, but I want to do that part first. Was that your first time doing an interview for a publication? On mm, on that Bustle. level. Com. For Bustle, yeah. For Bustle, yes. That for On that level. Also, um, mm. also, describe your experience and were you proud of the final result once you act, once the article was actually published? Um, the experience was was good. Um, one of my actually how that came about um, years ago, I met um, one of my friends, Miss um, Abbott, and um, she we're Facebook friends. So one day years ago, she asked for my bio and sometimes unbeknownst to me, she was sharing my bio throughout the years. And <laughs> she, paint, she, <laughs> she would paint me and say, hey, Erica this person might hit you up. It came across and I, I recommended your name. And this is like, you know, known her from years ago. And I'm like, okay, okay, sure. So that's how that interview came about. She shared some information and, and they hit me up. Um, the experience was, was, um, was really good. Um, they captured everything that I said pretty much. Um, and I thought it was a good opportunity to express what I do as a nurse, as a flight nurse, because I, for one, didn't know I could do this in the military. I didn't know the certain benefits that come from it. Um, and um, also, I wanted to put realism to it, because a lot of times people sell the military. It's not for everybody. And um, there, there's pros and cons to everything. And I would like for um, people to know my experience so they can make a wise decision. You know what I mean? Right. So. All right. This is my last social media slash Google based question. So, okay. Uh, there is a photo that you seem to use uh, a lot on across all your platforms. You even submitted it to, um, you know, to uh, bustle to be used with the article. What is it about that photo that you're so proud of? And also describe the circumstances in which that photo was taken. So um, for that, I, I'm trying to think what came first. I think that article came first and they needed headshots. Um, 
or they they were asking for like something that was kind of action or professional. I can't remember. I did the Miss Veteran America. I can't remember which one came first, but someone was asking for a professional headshot. And um, I didn't I don't have anything as of current. Um, So I went and and got that done. Um, I just uh, made an appointment and put on a yellow sweater and slicked my hair back like you always see. Went took the picture. Um, So but I like that picture because to me it, it is professional. It's recent. It's current. It's how I look every day. Um, so it's just me and, um, it's, it's recent. <laughs> right, right. So that's why I use it. I know I need to update. I just noticed you use it a lot. Like, you know, every platform I've seen you on is on there. So I was just wondering, like, is it, what is it about this particular photo that makes her use it across the board? I mean, it's also, I guess it's good branding as well. Cause like, you know, it's like, you can recognize like, okay, that is Erica. Clubhouse. Yep. Cause I was like, okay, same photo that works. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all, all yellow. Right, um, so whenever, whenever I come into a room, you can just see all yellow. <laughs> so, um, the next question is, you know, you're obviously a very accomplished individual. So, which is your proudest accomplishment and why? Proudest accomplishment? Yeah, I was going to make you think. That's, that was the yeah, that's a good question. I love it. Thank you. It's a good one. Um, my proudest accomplishment. Um, it's like I got so many. Let me just, uh, let me wait. These, all these trying to figure out how to. How to word this? Um, I think <clears throat> my proudest accomplishment has been the ability to rest in who I am. So, whether that be confidence. Um, or whatever have you, there's a lot of people out there who, who struggle on, on many levels, whether it be what they look like, where they came from, um, hair, um, relationships. I've been able to, I have peace. And to me, that is like my biggest, biggest accomplishment, peace in, and where I'm at in life, where I came from, um, Anything that was bad that I experienced as a child, I'm at peace with that. Um, Whenever, um, you know, when I was younger, I used to have an issue with uh, speaking my mind um, and leaving a conversation not satisfied. I think I've garnered the tools and, you know, the ability to do that more so now. So I'm just at peace. I pride myself on peace, uh, my ability uh, to discern uh, situations or people who may impact my peace in a negative way. Um, so to me, that is like the biggest accomplishment because there's people who have more than me per se or more status per se, and but they don't have no peace. Right. I agree. Okay. So, On the flip side, okay. what is your biggest regret? 
They asked me that on that Bustle interview. Uh, oh. No, no, no. They asked me uh, pretty much, you know, if I could do something over or something. My biggest regret. Um, you know, there's things I wish I didn't have to experience, but the experience was necessary for me to be what I pray to be. So, for right. example, I used to pray for wisdom, right? And you don't just, for me, I didn't just wake up with it the next day. I had to go through some things and experience some things that were hurtful or painful, just uh, not comfortable for me to get what I prayed to be. Um, so I don't have a big regret. Um, of course, there's things I wish I didn't have to experience, but it was, at the end of the day, it was necessary. Agree, agree. Mm -hmm. um, Definitely see where you're coming from there. Okay. What did you want to be when you were growing up? I wanted to be um, the OBGYN. I wanted to deliver babies. Um, and there's a you know real deep story behind that. But um, I've always wanted to have children. I've always been concerned that I wasn't going to be able to have them. This is when I was little. And so I wanted to know everything about Let's let's go behind it. You said there's a deep story behind that. I want to know. How, do we have time to hold, hear the whole story? Yeah, no. That? Yeah. So, um, you know, sometimes you when you're younger, you may have experience with adults who may weren't able to have kids or you just know that there's people out there who may have a more difficult time. And I, when I was in like second grade, third grade, fourth grade, I, I knew I wanted to have children. That concerned me as a child. So I wanted to know everything there was um, about that. So, you know, I could have the best chance. That was my eight-year-old mind um, to do that. But as I got older, um, when, I, when I was younger, I was pretty, sorry about that. When I was younger, I was pretty um, sick and I spent, you know, time with a lot of nurses. So... The experience that I had as a as a patient from doctor compared to a nurse was completely different. I fell in love with nurses, you know. Um, it's the science wasn't necessarily the only thing that attracted me to medicine. It was the the human spiritual part, you know. I'm not just medically treating someone. Right. I'm I'm there with you at a very um, vulnerable time. Right. So it's almost kind of like your counsel. You a mother, you a friend, you a lot of things. And and so I, I discovered that it's really nursing that I like or, you know. Yeah. That works. That works. OK. So what went into your decision to join the Air Force? My last semester of um, nursing school had like two weeks left. The Navy, the Army, and the Air Force came in and started talking about, you know, all the possibilities and stuff like that. And the Air Force came in and, you know, they were like, hey, you know, we do loan repayment and you can travel the world and A, B, C, D, F, G. Mind you, I didn't even know I could be a nurse in the in the military. I didn't know that. Um, so afterwards I went and talked to recruiter 
And I had made up in my mind, I said, Erica, even if you do this for four years or whatever have you, I think it would be a nice investment because you would pay your debts off, you know, and they, they gave me a bonus as well. You would start off life with a bonus, pay your debts off. You would get to do a type of nursing that no one else really gets to do. Um, it would look great on your resume. It could prepare you for whatever else you want to do in life. Um, so that's what I did. And I'm still here. Cool. Mm -hmm. That's, a, that's a, a great explanation. All right. So this is this, after this, we'll be at the halfway point of questions. Okay. Who do you credit with having the most influence and impact mm -hmm. in your life? Oh, well, I, well, I can't pick one person. Well, it will first well, start. Huh? You said what now? Okay. Well, the word who can be plural. So. Okay. Um, well, it would start off with my biological mother. And I say biological mother because I have, I have uh, my godparents are my parents as well, which is my aunt and uncle. Um, it would start off with them and then that it her and then it would branch off into, you know, like my godparents and um, my family. My mother's one of 10 children and my aunts and uncles played a very, very important role in my life. Like I, I didn't need for anything and I'm not talking about anything that I can touch. I mean, they all have their own personalities. They all have their strengths. So I was getting wisdom on all ends. I was getting experiences from all ends. What my mother could not provide, an aunt did, an uncle did, my grandfather did. Um, so it is it was a blessing to when they say it takes a village, it was a blessing to have a village like that. Even like my church family, who was like my family, we all stayed on the same street. Um, it it was just I didn't need for anything. I didn't have to ask for anything. I was given things I didn't even know I needed. So, you know, I accredit my mother who um, shared me with um, her siblings and um, who those in turn um, just played a, a very big impact on my life to who I am today. Um, the confidence that I have, um, the strength that I have is it. So uh, my whole family has <laughs> the answer to that question. That's good. That's good. Oh, that's good. So. Okay. On the flip side. Okay. Who are the bad examples that remind you of where you don't want to be in life and that kind of keeps you focused on your path? Who was the bad examples? Bad examples. Um, hmm. For those who are listening, who are big uh, grammar advocates, who were the bad examples? Don't kill me, people. Don't kill me. <laughs> I knew what you meant. Who were the bad examples? Well, let's see how I want to do this. Because even the bad examples were, were good. They were really I hear good. you. I hear you. But yeah, yeah. Sometimes examples of people that, like, that, that they made decisions or uh, that, that caused them to be in a place that, like, that reminds you of where you don't want to be or 
Uh, okay. Things that okay. want to happen or the result that you know you don't want or outcome that you know you don't want. Something like that. So I'm going to say this in general. One and and I this is not it won't be as deep, but when I look at like relationships, how some people are in their relationships, um that to me is a constant reminder of, of a place or an example of what I don't want. So a bad example. So for instance, Oftentimes, I believe people remove accountability um, from um, dating situations, right? So you allow someone to have access to you who's demonstrated that they don't deserve access to you, right? And then later when something bad happens, because, I mean, based off what he was showing you or she was showing you, eventually it was going to happen, you know, is woe is me. And so I always, uh, when I see that, I think that is something I never want to be in. I'm always trying to constantly say to myself, um, Erica, you got the power to remove access from this person, you know, um, right. to to actively um, be in a situation instead of always retro thinking. How do you say it when you think backwards? Always um, in hindsight. Yeah, hindsight. Yeah, in hindsight. So, yeah, when I see how people conduct themselves in romantic relationships, um, I I think that's probably the 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 bad example. Okay, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what made you decided to start a podcast? And then I got a follow up question to that. Okay, uh, so I had been thinking about it for probably about two years to start a, a podcast. Um, but anyway, just listening to people, um, how they communicate with one another, whether you be looking on YouTube or in real life, I wanted to create a space where I can really commun- get down to a deeper level. Um, I'm not in the business of trying to prove myself right or disprove somebody else. I really want a platform where I can get to the why and how someone has that particular perspective. And with me creating this, I can set the environment that I want or that I feel is necessary to have that type of conversation. And then, uh, of course, the downtime um, gave me the energy and uh, the time to to go ahead and start it and make it happen. Okay. Um, describe the process of starting the podcast? Like, what did you go through? Like, what did you research? What did you look into um, when you were looking to start it? So when, like I said, I had been thinking about it for like a year or two. So I know I had bought a mic that I never used. Uh, One day I was on the couch and I was on YouTube and this video popped up and it was like, how to start a podcast from your phone. And so what was delaying me from starting is because in my head, I was like, well, I don't have this piece of equipment. I don't have this piece of equipment. Oh, that costs that much. Maybe I'll get it next week. Um, but when I saw that video, I watched watched it, the entire video, and then I downloaded Anchor. <laughs> and I literally recorded my first episode that day. It looks like you have what, a Yeti microphone. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen it before. I have a Yeti too, but mine's a little different. But yeah, um, okay. 
the other part, the last part of that question is, how far would you like to go with your podcast? Hmm. Well, um, I would like to, so I would like to impact people in a way. I would like people to get something from it beneficial. If that's 30 people, that's 30 people. Um, don't know how I would measure it, but it doesn't necessarily have to be everybody knows my name or I have 10,000 followers or something like that. Um, but I just want to put out work um, that somebody somewhere can get something from. And that includes me because when I'm having conversations with people, I'm learning, I'm communicating and, and getting these tools and nuggets that I can share outside of the podcast. So it's just a learning experience, whether it be me learning something or someone that's listening to me who is inspired to do something that's great, grander than conversations with Erica. So um, I'm I'm cool with uh, one or two people getting something from it. And if it goes beyond that, that's extra credit. Okay, cool. Um, what do you believe to be your most attractive quality? Uh, I would say... Why are you bobbing and weaving like you bobbing? I was just I'll try to go between <laughs> to it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I would say I think my voice. Okay. And not just how it sounds. Okay. So, um, yeah. Give us more. So, my my voice in how it sounds, but not necessarily that it's just so beautiful. But um, I think I I can be calm. Um, I'm always, at least I very much so try to be, I'm mindful. Um, so if someone's getting rowdy or someone's excited, I try to maintain a certain level of peace in my voice. Um, so I'm very mindful of that. And then my voice as in my thoughts, um, my um, experiences um, when I speak or, you know, share with people. So uh, I would just say um, my voice. Okay. Um, and now the flip side. Mm -hmm. Is there a quality or characteristic that you possessed that tends to rub people the wrong way? Yes. So um, for me, I know I, at times, depending on the scenario, I can be impatient um, with certain situations. Um, I'm direct. I can be blunt. Um, so, yeah, that, that can be taken wrong. From people. Um, so, okay, so how do you feel about how do you feel about those qualities? Do you feel like those are qualities that you need to adjust or change in some way, 
or do you feel like these are qualities that are useful somehow? So uh, you want to maintain them? They're, they're useful sometimes. I have to be very mindful who I'm talking to and if it's appropriate in that situation. Um, so I have to exercise control. Sometimes it's, it's okay to be blunt and it's okay to be direct. Um, so it's just me um, not allowing my passion to say something to override the appropriateness of that situation. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you just want to get something out and you have to suppress that feeling, that itch, and um, judge the situation for what it is and see if it's actually appropriate um, and how you need to tailor your communication to fit the audience at that given time. So, I agree. But yeah, it's it's necessary sometimes. All right. Well, now we're about to get a little bit deeper. Okay. <laughs> what, is, what is your deepest fear? Going to hell. <laughs> I'm not even mad at you. <laughs> uh, woo! Oh, you mean you want another one? I can give you another. Okay. I'm about to tell you to go to hell. You'd be like, hold up, hold up. <laughs> like, uh, let me let me get some thought. Make sure I'm make sure I'm not doing anything that's gonna get me there real quick. Okay, I know. Okay. Um, let, let me, other. Uh, let me reset. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I was saying, let me reset. Let me reset. Let me make sure I'm I'm I'm, I'm on the path. I ain't trying to right, get there. That's so. right. Mm-hmm. All right, I got you. All right, so uh, what keeps you motivated? Okay, so um, I believe. It is, you know, that we were created for a purpose, right? Everybody has something unique and special about them, right? The world needs to get from you. And I'm always trying to figure out exactly if I'm walking in my actual purpose. I don't feel like I've gotten there yet. So I think there's a lot of discovering I need to do because I feel like I'm just not completely walking in the purpose that I was created to do. So. Got you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are some personal goals that you are looking to reach in the near future? Figure out what my purpose is. <laughs> and <laughs> so. I, I, you did kind of lead up to that. So okay. I know. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I'll be working uh, working on my advanced degree. Um, it's just something that comes along with progression in the type of job career that I do. So um, I'll check that box there. Um, and then also, you know, one thing that I really much so like is traveling. So I like to go to different parts of the world, but I don't like to visit like the monuments and the the stuff, the touristy type stuff that, that doesn't interest me. Um, and now we can't do that. So one thing I was thinking about doing with this podcast is have conversations with people in different parts of the world and bring what little experience we possibly can from that to hear 
asking them questions, um, experiences, um, favorite foods, um, little language things, uh, all these types of things that pers- mis- per- um, how do you say miss uh, things that people stereotype or assume about them, just to bring that um, to to a place where people can listen and get that type of experience. Because I think learning other people's culture is um, important, um, especially that we live in a society where it's a melting pot, you know? So right, right. that's one goal. Okay. Um, if they made a movie about your life, which actress would you want to play the role of you? Mm, all right. Well, it's a limited pool, ain't it? Because, you know, I mean, I'm so just trying nobody, to think of someone who's around my age. Hmm? I was like, they got to be around your age? Yeah, because, you know, the first people who come to mind that that are my complexion, or from my race, or you know the 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 what would you call the queens, <laughs> you know, like a Viola, Angela. So, someone who's around my age who acts. I don't. I I can't even. No one's coming to mind to even pull from. Around my age, thirties, black actress. Mm. I'll tell you, there's no one is your age. I feel like you do favor a one particular actress, but they're older than you. But Janelle Monae. Um, is that the? Is that who uh, played in a uh, Crash? You know the movie Crash. You ever seen the movie Crash? Crash. Yeah, I have seen that. Uh, she was. Um, there was a. They played like the affluent, like black couple, and when she got pulled pulled over by the police, the police kind of like sexually assaulted her. You know what I'm talking about? Is that the girl from Beloved and Norbit? I think. I think so. so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh no, I wouldn't pick her. Um, no, I was just saying that somebody who I oh. feel like they, <laughs> but they're probably older than you, but um, yeah. There, there are some similarities in. Maybe the girl from um, Walking Dead. You know what I'm talking. You watch Walking Dead. I haven't watched it in a, in a minute. She, she's I, one I, of the original. I think yeah. Um. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. But I feel like there's there's a few actresses I feel like, um, at least could look the part. Now, as far as they they can embody your personality, that would be something different, but I feel like mm-hmm. there's some actresses that could at least... Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. Um, what's the best date that you've ever been on? And what made it so great to you? <laughs> the best date. Um, she's either been on a lot of great dates or 
I'm trying to see who had the best date. Um, so none of y'all are really standing out for out there, no. guys. None of y'all yeah. really... uh, <laughs> I would say the best date. Yeah, y'all, 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 y'all haven't really did too much to really stand out out there. Just let y'all know. <laughs> like she is really like pondering. You can see yeah. her right now. She is really the situation. So people should have stepped their game up. They stepped their game up because right now, what they do? It's like they meh. Do. Like meh. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I've been on good dates because you know the conversation was good. It was a good date. But like, like to to say which one was the best. Okay. Well, yeah, um, that out. Okay. <laughs> um, let's let's deal with the flip side. What's the worst date you've ever been on? Um. Okay. It wasn't even that bad. So I was. When I first started trying the online dating thing, this was before video message was like a thing thing that people had access to it. So I remember you. you got catfish. Not okay, a little bit, not really, but a little bit. So I met this guy at Dave and Buster's, and he obviously his pictures were old. That he had posted <laughs> on the thing. <laughs> Women do the same thing. I know. Like, I've like, heard. I'm saying like, okay, they not. It's not. They're not catfishing in the sense that it's actually them. Right. It's actually them from like ten years ago. <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? Exactly. And if you look like you're a picture ten years ago, and you're not a picture person, okay, whatever. But right. um, I can respect that. But we had a nice time because you know it was Dave and Buster's and you know we laughed and hung out and things of that nature he was cool um I think I hung out with him again after that with like um um his brothers and sisters it was all like a group thing but I did have a conversation with him because I just think it's rude and disrespectful to do that um because it was he looked nothing he I mean, he he had gained like a lot of weight, and I think it's just very dishonest to do that to somebody. And I had a conversation with him, and after the conversation, you know, he was like, "You cool?" You know, I told I told my brother about you. We're gonna hang out. Would you like? I'm a, yeah. Let's hang out. We can hang out as a group. Um, but um, it, it yeah, I just think that's disrespectful. You're wasting people's time. You get what you asked for, but I don't get what you showed me. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you kind of already answered the second part of that question, which was what happened afterwards. Yeah, that I've had somebody else, um, a guy. He did. He wasn't truthful about his height. Now, the thing about that is, I don't even ask guys. Um, I didn't ask him how tall he was. So for him to give me information that to to 
offer up information that is not true. It was a little like, why would you even do that? I didn't even ask you. You know, what well, how tall are you? Five two. Oh shoot. Yeah, you're a little short. You what they call a fun size. Yeah, well, yeah. That's what they yeah. That's what they say. But uh they call it. <laughs> yeah, so that was um have you been catfish? Not like like I said, not legitimate catfish, but I've had you know, had situations where someone was using a picture um, or pictures that was like um, way, you know, like I said, from from a time period like of what they used to look like, but they don't look like that no more. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do feel like it's a level of dishonesty and it kind of shows a, a lack of confidence. Um, and so that, that's been the thing is I like, I want someone who's confident in who they are. It's not even so much a, a big thing about appearance. It's more so about um, your aura yourself and being comfortable with yourself. Like I, I want somebody that's comfortable in who they are because if you're mm-hmm. not comfortable with who you are, I don't feel like that me or, me and them are going to mesh well. And so um, that was that was the biggest thing, um, even though, you know, like I didn't feel any type of way about the pictures being old. It was just like, oh, okay, so this person doesn't feel like who they are in present day is attractive enough to, you know, attract people. So um, that was all the questions. You did pretty well. Um, oh, as a, that's as I good. Before, I felt like they wasn't going to be too, you know, raunchy, but I feel like there would be questions that would give people insight to who you are a little bit. Mm-hmm. So what do you, how you feel like questions. I did with my questions? You did really good. You thank did you, really you. good. Round of applause. You had me. You had me pausing a couple times. I like that. I like to. Yeah, a lot of times I'm like, "Oh, she getting stumped <laughs> over here." Stumped. I love it. I love it. Stretch my my brain and make me think. You know, in a way I haven't before. Plus, you want to expect no research. You definitely want to expect no research. Yeah, you came in ready. You was like, "Look, I googled you. Uh, I got about three questions on this area. Three questions on this area." <laughs> right. Um. Well, I mean, but go ahead. I'm saying I just believe that you know if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it well. Thanks again for giving me some of your time. Please feel free to leave a message if there's a topic or a question that you'd like for me to address. Before you leave, subscribe and hit that bell at the top so you'll know when the next episode is ready for your listening pleasure. Until then, stay blessed.